Be'ezes Hashem Yisbarech. We will continue what we are learning. The Holy Letters of the Balatanya, letter number 12. What the Shias and the Shus of Hinda Bastabarachal Shabir of Shalema. We are learning the Holy Letter number 12 of the Balatanya. And as we explained multiple times, we're not just learning this letter as if it's a letter. And we're just reading it, but we're trying to the best of our ability to experience what the people who receive these letters from the Balatanya, they would live with the letter for a whole year. And to experience a glimmer of the Balatanya's holy intent and his panoramic vision that he contained and the majestical truths that are contained in each word of this letter and how we have a whole reframing of the purpose of our life, the secrets of creation, of the inner dimension of the Torah, and how we have a whole new song and a new symphony that's created through the work, the inner work of the Jewish nation and to understand in its entirety the tremendous awesome mission that we were charged with. To understand this enormity of when we say in Shemona Esri, when throughout the whole prayer, we talk about our fathers, Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. And to understand in its entirety, what is this evolution? What is the Torah? What is the story of Bereshus? What is the story of man? And for that, we are going very deep into to appreciate the core of the difference between activity and obsession. The difference between the act of giving a coin to tzedakah or a thousand dollars to tzedakah and then the inner dimension where the soul and body where you show up mind, body and soul and you're compassionate on a poor man and you push yourself to the limit and you unite with the poor man and you identify with him. And you're compassionate with him and you eliminate his shame and you change his future. Where how is the difference between the act of writing a $10,000 check and making a change in someone's life for a moment or making a tremendous change in someone's life but it's an activity and then to see the difference of the inner dimension of tzedakah, the way it is a wholesome moment, a wholesome activity that's full of soul, that's full of life, that's full of vitality, that's full of miraculous energy. And for that, we are going very deep into the difference between Terach's children 
To be able to understand, there's a holy saying in Kabbalah, You cannot fix trauma. You cannot fix brokenness. You cannot understand someone's suffering unless you go to the source. Just like when you come into a psychology room, a therapist, you try to go to the source of the problem, the root of the problem. So too, to appreciate, to understand the Jewish nation, to understand Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, to understand the enormity and the grandeur of the mission of the Torah, of what we were charged with. One must go back to the source And to recognize that all the secrets of creation, all the secrets of the messianic era, all the secrets of the whole entire Torah contain themselves. In the beginning of Bereshis, in the beginning, the holy Hasidic masters show how the secrets lie over here. And for that, we are explaining that To understand Adam and Chava and the sin. Which was a tremendous battle between Adam and Chava in the sense that Adam was the first one who God blew a soul into him. And he was the first one that God made in his image. And he was the first one who was made with God's hand, so to speak. But Chava was taken from Adam. She was made from Adam. So you have Adam who's made by God in God's image. But then he's a separate entity, even as Adam Arishan. Made by God, through God, looking like God, but when he is finally made, he's a walking man. He resembles, he's made in God's form. And then Chava was taken from Adam, which is a mirror image of Adam. Chava was taken from Adam. She was taken from the body of Adam. She represents the deepest core of Adam. But when you have to look at it in its wholesomeness, you will see Adam as he is a reflection of God, as he was made by God in God's image, 10 energies. But who will contain those energies? Who will make them real? Even Adam himself, he has a body, which the body was made by the hands of God. Adam's identity, Adam's soul was blown in from God, came from God. His body was made by the hands of God. This is very esoteric, very deep. But when you understand it in its enormity, you begin to understand the paradox of man. Because Adam in his core represents God. As a soul, he represents God. But as his container, what contains that soul? The handiwork of God. 
Even my hands don't contain my soul. The core of who I am is in my whole entire body, but my hands only contain a part of me. They could represent, they could write, they could communicate, they could hold, they could touch, they could do so many things, but my hands are not me. My hands are an expression of me. The soul of every single Jew, the core of who you are is a part of God, but it your soul is in your body. Your body's holding it. It's containing it. So when you look at other Marisha, are you looking at a soul? Or are you looking at a body? That depends how you're looking. If you're looking at the breath that was blown into him, deep inside him, to blow into him the soul of life. If you look at the fact that he's alive, you're seeing his soul. Something that's undefinable, that represents God. But if you're looking at him through his body, through his hands, through his eyes, through his face, you're seeing the way that body, that soul becomes real. You're seeing the description. You're seeing its meaning. You're seeing it become to life. You're seeing it being born. So there's two ways to look at Adam. The way he's real, physical in the world. Adam has a good heart. Adam's alive. He's going to give names to all the animals. He's intelligent. Or Adam, the way he is, receiving from God life. These two ways of looking at it is why we have Adam Achava. Because to look at it the first way is that Adam Arishin comes from the soul of God. The soul is blown into him. And in that sense, Adam Arishin at his core represents that. Now when you look at Adam's body, you're seeing Adam's body. But who was made from that body? Chava. So she represents the body much more than Adam represents the body. Because Adam has one step above Chava. He has the soul. The soul was given to him. And she was taken from the body. She was remade, but remade from the body. Which means that Adam and Chava both have a soul and a body. But what is the primary? What is their effect? And therefore we see something magnificent. The soul is the life force. The body is the life force becoming real in this world. Do you understand? You can never ask this question. What's more important, the soul or the body, men or women? To ask that question is to misunderstand the fundamentals of a living person. What keeps him alive is his soul, his connection to God. What makes him real, what makes that connection to God, what makes that soul real is his body. And they're interchangeable. But the reason why God made it this way, that Adam and Chava were separate, is because he wanted to accomplish something tremendous with this world. 
He wanted to bring the soul of God deep into the world. And this is the most awesome task. He wanted to dwell in the home. Did you ever wonder to yourself why? If you were made in God's image. And if you have husband and wife who are made in peer. Zachar in the cave of Baraisam. Why you were born into one family. And she's born into another family. And you don't see each other for years. And God says I will find you a helpmate. Because the idea is. To become separate and then to become one. The idea in life is that soul and body should struggle with each other. Until they become interchangeable. Until they become inseparable. Until they adopt the revolutionary, novel, magical qualities that each one possesses that they give to the other. And this is what we went in an enormous idea of explaining the difference between the spheroids. Which ultimately means the body will make the soul real. And the soul will give the body life force. And that is the pure and core attachment of man and women. Men and women run after each other for this reason. Women will make men real. And men will provide the life force to the woman. If you don't have a body, if you don't have real, if something is not bringing you down into this world, you will hover away and disappear. But if you're just a body for the sake of a body, then there's no difference between life and death. So men and women, soul and body, have to become so inseparable to the point that all the organs are highly in tune with each other. And this is the tremendous understanding when we understand this in its enormity. We begin to understand the problem of Chet Itzadas, that it was Technically destined to fail. Adam Achava. Because even Adam alone who has a body. And his body is made from the ground. Is made from the darkness. It's made from. It's made from a container. It's made from an ability to hold. Which means the body is not the soul. The body is separate. So the body has an opportunity already. To be separate from God. And then Chava was created from that body. And that is the allure of the feminine form. The allure of everything materialistic in this world. Where as a human. I am trapped between heaven and earth. Soul and body. Between my masculine side and my feminine side. The core masculinity which means the soul. And my femininity my body. And over here we learn the most magnificent idea. That even though Adam Achava fell, the rectification starts with Avram and Choron. Avram 
jumps in the fire because he represents the soul. He represents Adam Arishan, the way God blew the soul into him. And he will do anything for God, even die for God. So in Avram's mind, he's going to die. But God makes for him a miracle and he does not die because he's so connected with his soul that a soul permeates and overwhelms the body and God makes a miracle for Adam, for Avram, who represents Adam. And then Choron, his brother, sees that his, when he jumped in the fire, a miracle happened. So now Haran, with his own body, craves a miracle. Avram was ready for death, ready for Messiah Snappers, ready to die, but God made a miracle. So Avram never got what he wanted. He was ready to do everything for God. Do you think that's perfection in its core? Avram wanted to die for God. He was ready to die for God. His soul was so powerful that he was ready to give it all up. But that's not truth in its entirety. Because ultimately speaking, there has to be a tremendous sanctification of God's name. And that's where we see the idea of Choron. Choron was ready to give his body for a miracle. He jumped in that fire knowing, believing with full faith that God will make a miracle for him. Originally, he was questioning. Originally, his body tempted him. The darkness of the world. Avram never had darkness because he was purely about the soul. Choron was purely about the body. Avram never sacrificed his body. His soul overwhelmed him to the point that he was ready to give up everything for God because his soul reigned true by the world didn't exist his body didn't exist Avraham Avinu was the idea of infinity when we say Shema Yisrael and close our eyes that's Avraham Avinu energy that's Adam Arishan energy it's an energy that God is everything and there's nothing in this world but when we open our eyes what do we see? we see Haran we see Sora we see the world We see the feminine form. You see the allure of this world. We don't see God. At least not the God that Abraham Avinu saw. And that's the beginning of our body, which is Haran. Haran said, I know that God is real. I see that he made a miracle. I'm sure I'm going to jump in a fire and a miracle is going to happen. But no miracle happened. But he ended up sacrificing and surrendering and giving his body for God. The first person ever that his whole entire body was burnt up Al-Kiddush Hashem. And that is the difference between Adam and Chava. That is the difference between God and the Jewish people. That is the difference between Avram and Sarah. That is the difference between the soul and making the soul real. And making the soul real is not about truth. This world is not real. This world is Helen. It's hidden. God is hidden. But our job is to make God real. The ability 
to create a new child, to create a new creation in this world. That's only given to the woman, to the feminine form. Only the woman is receiving. And as the Jewish people, we receive the Torah and mitzvahs from God. And we create a new world. We receive money. We receive a lot of things. So we can create a selfishness out of it. Make our own separate sense of self. We were chosen. But instead, we take that selfishness and we know other people. We take that money that we made out on our own and we give it away to our poor people. We tap into the pregnant potential of making the soul real in my body. During the daytime, during the clarity, we see God's kindness, we see God, Abraham Avinu saw God. But when it's dark, then we have the faith in God that he's going to make a miracle. The question is not if he makes a miracle or not. The question is the sanctification, the refinement, the transformation, the elevation, the surrender, the sacrifice that my body will make, the activity that it will do, the tremendous pushing. It doesn't matter if I'm pure. It's always good to do things for ulterior motives than to not do them at all. That's what we see an almost awesome thing that Sarah, she came from Haran. Haran gave his body for God. Haran is about making it real, not about intention. The intention might not have been pure, but who cares? There's a famous story with Oli Balatanya, where the man came to him and he gave a lot of money and he told the Balatanya, I don't give charity for real. I don't do it for real. I don't do it in MS. I'm stopping. And the Holy Balatanya put his hand on his forehead and he said, he would meditate before he spoke when he thought about something. And he said, but the poor man eats with truth. Who cares what you're doing? Who cares what your intentions are? The only thing that matters is activity. The only thing that matters is if it becomes real. What's more important, the business plan or making the business real? Even if you have a business plan that only makes a million dollars a year. You have a business plan that's a billion dollars a year. But if you don't make it real, it means nothing. Making it real is the feminine. Making it real is the body. Making it real is Haram. Making it real is sorrow. Making it real is Chava. Making it real is the Jewish people. But making it real comes with tremendous struggle because we represent the body. And the body has its own selfish form, its own selfish identity. And that's why Avram and Sarah represent all of our marriages. Because even in our own life, when we say, there's a, a marriage going on between soul and body. The soul wants to give itself up. And the body wants its own needs. And the point is to rectify and internalize and refine and transform and elevate and push until the body itself will become and serve God. The body itself will be completely surrendered. From my body, I will know God. And that's why Yitzchak, or even though we call him Yitzchak laughter, 
But Yitzchak represents the first body. He represents this Jewish nation. Because Avram Avinu becomes real through Sarah. And Sarah creates Yitzchak, the first Jewish woman, as the woman of God. He's a man, but what does he represent? What is the idea of Yitzchak? The idea, when we say man, we mean idea, the soul of it. But because he came from Sarah, because he was the child of Avram, the child of Adam, the child of the soul, Avram represents the soul, Avram represents God. Yitzchak represents the Jewish people, he represents Sarah, he came from Sarah. Yishmal represents just Avram Avinu. Nothing happens from that love. Avram Avinu sees just God. Even Yishmal should live. Yitzchak sees even Esav should be. But the mothers make it real. They nurture and they cook that child. They take that moment in time. The body works it through and makes things real. The Malchus of the Eivisher is built through making things real. The interactivity and the integration and the struggle, the nighttime of life, the depressions, the moments of conflict, the moments of confusion between husband and wife. It's those things that will refine us to transcend our selfishness. It's the moments that it's hard to give tzedakah. It's the moments that we struggle, which is when it becomes real. The going gets tough and then when it gets real. I can learn and study all these things for all the time, but if I don't do anything with it, it's just entertainment. It has its own goal of learning Torah, but if the Torah is not lit up, if the Torah doesn't light up the mitzvahs, if I don't take this, all that I learn and do it with actuality, it remains a beautiful business plan. And it is, the learning the Torah is a mitzvah, but but ultimately speaking, you have to make it real. Sarah made Abraham real. Then even Yitzchak was born the first Jewish nation. But Yitzchak is not everything. The beginning of the Jewish nation, the feminine form, the female, the woman of God. But that woman has to create a new child. Has to create Yisrael. Has to create a new hybrid. The goal of life is, the goal of Yitzchak, the goal of this whole nation is to create B'nai Yisrael. To create a nation full of compassionate people. Where Avram is not the Iker and Yitzchak's not the Iker. Avram's not the Iker and Sarah's not the Iker. Adam is not the purpose. Kava's not the purpose. God is not the purpose. The Jewish people are not the purpose. They both become the purpose when they create an interchangeable, intertwined, inseparable new reality. And that's going to be the reality of the Messianic era. When, when you see God, you will see the Jewish people. When you see the Jewish people, you will see God. And in that space, the Malchus of God we will make God's kingdom finally real. We will say Baruch Shem loud all the time because the Shema Yisrael will be revealed in this world. And it's acts of selflessness. It's rectifying the whole idea of marriage and the whole idea of compassion and the whole idea of humanity to understand in its enormity, its macro, that we were created as selfish, as separate, and we want our own form and our own thing and show how we're better than. Chava wanted to show she was better than Adam. And in that sense, the Jewish people were chosen to be by God. For, but they want to have their own identity, their own selfishness. And each individual person in the Jewish nation wants his own selfishness, his own little self. 
But then to push through and to one day realize that the whole purpose is to connect with everybody, to give to my children, to give to my spouse, to make it real. To through my brokenness and through my jealousy and through all of my suffering will be born a Yisrael, will be born a new name, will be born something new because body and soul have two different realities. The soul represents God, but the body makes God real. Body makes the soul real and the soul is a representation of God. So the woman have a job of making it real and Sarah made Avram real and now Yitzchak was born and Yitzchak will marry Rivka. The Rivka comes from Besuel. Besuel is the man of the daughter of Haram. And now a new generation is born, Rivka. Because Haran also has a child that's a daughter. And from that child will be born Besuel. And Besuel will give birth to Rivka. It's a few steps down. But Rivka will marry Yitzchak. She will make Yitzchak real. She will turn that idea of Gvura into Chesed, which is Rachamim, which is compassion, which is Yaakov. And then Yaakov again marries two women, Rachel and Leah, because it's about the body making the soul real. And if he has these two energies, the idea of the soul and the idea of body is full in Yaakov Avinu. Because he represents, Yaakov Avinu represents the unity of Adam Arishan, the way Adam and Chava are one, the way God and the Jewish people are one. But now Rachel and Leah will again, each one separate them and make them again new. Where you have Yehuda represents the body, represents all women. And Yosef represents all men. Because their mothers represent different parts of Yaakov. And to see this in enormity, to see our obligation, to see, understand by Shanam Nachmanam Gunas Chasadam, that these three energies are energies that were given as an inheritance to each one of us. On the right side is kindness, on the left side is feeling, and in the middle is compassion to intertwine them too. And to realize that 15 million Jewish people were born from these energies, and to understand that compassion means to give with empathy, to connect, to make that your life's mission, to understand that that will usher in the Messianic era, because that's the ticket of the Chetit Tzedas. That's when we become not only made in the divine image, but that the divine is released and dwells within us to the point of inseparation. And it's our acts now of compassion that we do, whether it's the body of compassion, which is just giving kindness, or whether it's the soul and body together, We unleash a peace and a never-ending, everlasting tranquility. And the goal is to do it today, to make it real today, because it's not just an idea, it's also Chava. It's not only the God's idea, but it also has to be the Jewish people's reality. And in that sense, husband and wife, Jewish people and God become one.